Hey everybody, welcome to Community Accountability Equals The Cure. For those of you who do not know, my name is Destiny Miller, uh, and I, along with our founder and co-host Robert Lomas, will be sharing the first episode of our new segment called Behind Closed Doors. So before we get into today's story, I do encourage everyone to check out our trailer episode. Uh, This will help you better understand what CAC means and what our show is all about. Uh, So the short answer is perspective. However, you can visit rklbehavioralhealth.com forward slash CAC for more information, as well as links to the show on all major platforms and our social media pages. Uh, Today's episode is quite different from other content we've shared, uh, but we do believe it's important to hear uh, members of our community who have in some way felt silent. So with that, I'd like to begin with a disclaimer. This episode discusses sexual content as well as descriptions of abuse. Therefore, discretion is advised. This episode is not intended for children. Our guest will be referred to as Miss X. While all of our other content is recorded in person or via Zoom and uploaded without clipping and heavy editing, this story was pre-recorded, clipped, and edited to conceal the identity of people and places discussed in this interview and to organize information in a chronological order. All audio recordings of Miss X are being shared with full permission by the participant. Throughout this interview, Miss X and I jumped around a lot with details throughout the last five years uh, when all this came to light. So in order to organize, like I said, a chronological order of events that will bring us to a present day and our purpose for sharing, uh, the beginning of this interview has been edited and organized into those clips. We know this could get confusing, but as we reach the current state of this situation, you'll gain the backstory to better understand the perspective of Miss X. So let's get to the story. Now, Miss X is a woman who discovered transvestic fetishism in her partner. Transvestic fetishism is having a sexual or erotic interest in cross-dressing. Now, this differs from cross-dressing for entertainment or other purposes that do not involve sexual arousal. It is also not gender dysphoria or gender identity disorder, and it is categorized as a paraphilia in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of the American Psychiatric Association. So this discovery led to a rabbit hole of secrets, lies, and betrayal uh, that flipped her world upside down. This first clip is a short and general introduction to Miss X and the beginning of the discovery that changed her life forever. I'm... 37 years old. I have a 15 year old son. I've been with his father for almost 17 years. And about five years ago, I found out that he had some um, gender dysphoria, I suppose, that started around the time that he was 12, that he kept hidden for a long time, which has led to some um, emotional and anger issues, I suppose, things that he doesn't know how to emotionally process. I wound up getting into a little bit of trouble um, after several deaths in the family. And I unfortunately turned to alcohol as a crutch. I wound up with a DUI and went to a rehab center 
after I returned, I found out through some text messages that he was um, using some of my bathing suits, um, panties, bras, and also had ordered some wigs and a selfie stick. He was posting things online and basically looking for different way to satisfy his desires. All right, so jumping right into this next clip, uh, Miss X goes into more detail on the day she discovered her partner's fetish to dress in women's clothing, uh, specifically for sexual gratification. Before she ever had a chance to process what exactly these desires mean for her life, for her relationship, uh, she discovers evidence of affairs and how these desires have already started to become gratified. So she also shares her initial emotional reaction to all of these secrets. To be honest, the first time when I saw it, he was, I was completely sober. Um, he had left his phone open, usually to box it. And, but he was drunk and passed out. He had left his phone open. And I saw some text messages. And something didn't feel right. So I, I'm not typically a snooper, but it just didn't feel right. So I looked through and there were dozens of pictures of him wearing my panties, my bras, my bathing suits, wigs that he had ordered. Um, also, um, can I say this on a podcast? Dildos that he was on and mm. taking pictures, posting them online, and also pictures that were private that I believed were private between him and I that he had posted on Craigslist mm. and online saying pictures of me and the old lady, when can we hook up? Oh. Talking about meeting. I got pissed. He was he was asleep and I opened up my underwear drawer and I threw all of my bathing suits and all of my bras and panties at him. And I said, if you want to be a fuck boy, then go ahead here, take them all. Yeah. I don't want any of it. Take it. Leave me alone. I was, I was red hot. Yeah. I was so, I was so angry. Okay. So before we continue, I'd like to ask everyone to take a moment um, and try to open your mind and put yourself in this woman's shoes. Uh, this is 
to me, one of the most important points of this story because this is where we really uh, begin to gain perspective um, on Miss X and how she feels betrayed uh, and belittled and just completely alone. I broke down. I just felt empty yeah. and exhausted. I sat down. I just cried. Like, what? what do I do? I found out that during the time that I was um, in a rehab facility that he had taken um, a couple people out to dinner, playing pool, sending text messages saying, oh, don't wear a fancy dress because, you know, but he took this person to a restaurant that was our date restaurant. Ooh. We went there like once a month. And I was always limited to, you know, don't get anything over $15. But the bill for them was like $230. And she was also 20 years younger than him. She was 23 years old. So with all of this chaos and emotions flaring, uh, Miss X is trying to make a life-changing decision. She's discovered uh, not only these fetishes, but she's discovered uh, affairs and conversations of, of her partner meeting up um, and going behind her back, and she's feeling very betrayed. So at this point, Miss X reaches out for help from our founder, Robert Lomas, who is a psychologist, for those of you who don't already know, um, And at the beginning of this next clip, you kind of hear Rob reflecting on uh, the game plan that he had tried to set forward for her um, years ago. If it's something that's outside my scope of practice, we'll make the referral or if we're not the proper fit. And you can attest to that, Miss X. We did go and uh, make a referral to a, a, a gender specialist, a therapist that specializes in that. And did you guys make the appointment or follow up I did I spoke with him and he agreed I contacted several different um, agencies and found one that specialized in um, dealing with past trauma something that would carry on into your adulthood and that's something that he wasn't able to process from the time that he was 12 until, you know, his mid 40s when he finally was, I mean, when I called him out on it. And I made appointments, he would continuously cancel. All right, so there's uh, the backstory that leads us closer to the present climate of this relationship. So after seeking couples counseling and her partner refusing to try, Miss X decided to try and not only forgive her partner for the secrets, but also support his fetishes and desires any way she could. Uh, the following clip is the bulk of our interview. Miss X describes what her life is like right now and how she is feeling stuck in a toxic situation. She discusses occasions of abuse and a desire to leave this life behind and start fresh with her son. It wasn't something that I want 
it's not something that I necessarily want to entertain. But if it was going to keep the peace and maybe find a common ground where I can have my own clothing yeah, that he's not wearing and stretching out when it came to him um, wanting to wear um, like silicone strap-on bra and want me to grab his boobs. It was, it was like you supporting it. It almost got too, it went too far for you. It did. And I, I tried to make him happy by doing that. Yeah. It made me uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable to the point where it was like, I won't do it at all. But when it got to the point where the wigs and the entirety of, you know, dressing up, I even asked him at one point, you know, do you want to go and dress and drag and go out to where no one knows you? Do you want to shave, wear makeup? No, he doesn't want to do that. He wants to just do it at home, but it's gotten to the point where our son is old enough to know that something isn't right. And for you, um, you have to make sure that you're not putting yourself in situations you don't want to be in just for somebody else, just because it, it should go both ways. He shouldn't want to put you in situations that you're not comfortable with. I'm 100% straight. Yeah, and you know. I, I have no problem with anyone that's LGBTQ. Right. I am perfectly fine. Pride. I will go to a pride parade, anything like that. That's fine. When it comes to my home situation and my own personal, intimate, sexual relationship with my partner... I want to be male and female. Right. And not me trying to um, accommodate whatever fetish. Yeah. I guess it is that he has. I just feel like um, when I started finding some of these things out and a lot more came to light. Um, It was a lot heavier than what I had initially thought. Yeah. And when I got sick last year, um, my son and I had gone to my nephew's fourth birthday party. And two days later, I got really, really sick. And I wound up in a medically induced coma for four days. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry to hear that. And I was in the hospital for 13 days total. It's terrifying. And it was because I contacted or contracted 
E. coli and a urinary tract infection. The day that we came home from my son's birthday party, or my nephew's birthday party, um, I was intimate with my son's dad. And two days later, I was very, very sick. And it was after I came home from the hospital that I saw some of the text messages, found out that he was out this wasn't just with, between you two. Yeah. He was out with um, someone that he had been with in high school. And one of the comments on the text message was that <sighs> you better tell that bitch to shut the fuck up or I'm going to beat her bloody ass to a pulp. And he texted her back and said, I wish you would. And out of respect, I always would call him and say, all right, you know, we're on our way home, whatever. And, you know, we're bringing home some leftovers and some birthday cake, whatever. And 12 minutes after the phone call that we called him and said we were on our way home is when he got a text message saying that she was home and that he needed her. He missed her. She was the best he ever had. Come to find out who's the person that he lost his virginity to when he was in high school. But in addition to that was also men in their mid fifties that he made contact with about um, if they could smoke weed in his room and being that he had roommates, what if I have to go to the bathroom? Well, then you can just wear a robe. So, uh, Miss, Miss X, let me ask you something. Uh, what, what keeps, what keeps you there? Well, right now, um, with the health issues that I've had, um, and I currently do not have a job and I don't have a car in my name and he takes the keys so that I don't have transportation. You don't want to be there? You just are kind of stuck? Is that what I'm... Yes. And I've contacted different places. I can leave, but the places that I can go to will not take minor children. And I'm not willing to leave my 15-year-old son. But if you were, if there were an opportunity for you and your son to be gone, you would take it? Absolutely. Okay, so in our final clip, uh, Miss X tells us why she decided to share her story with the world. And uh, while she's trying to build the courage to take a leap of faith on a new life, uh, she knows that there are others with similar stories who may need to hear that they are not alone in this. That's the only reason that I agreed 
to do this is because when I found these things out and it's been going on for years, um, I didn't know anyone that has experienced these types of things. Yeah, and that's got to be an incredibly lonely feeling. And everything that, you know, there's only been one thing that I've been able to Google search that came up and it was all anonymous of people that, and it was one, it was a thesis that someone had done for their college. Yeah. And had interviewed six different people, women, that were dealing with the same thing. And some of them were in their 20s, and some of them were in their 60s. So I think that it's, there's a there's a big stigma to it, because myself, personally, it's... Um, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I don't want to feel less than. Yeah. I'm not a stupid person. I'm college educated. I've raised a child who is in advanced classes. I maintain a household. I could very easily get a job. I just... I'm not, sounds stupid, I'm not allowed because that means that I could potentially make friends. I have said before, and my son knows that I consider myself a buffer. I make sure that if there's any sort of anger or abuse, that I will take that on before that is projected onto my son. Uh, That concludes our story from Miss X. Um, I wish we could say that there was a a happier ending to all of this, but this is still something that is um, still on its way. So if you or someone you know uh, is struggling behind closed doors in your relationship, All of us here at CAC pray that you find the courage and the support you need to make a change. We want to thank Miss X for sharing her story, uh, and we encourage her to continue working towards a happy and healthy future. We know that this isn't an easy thing to discuss, uh, though we do believe that by sharing these perspectives, we can create a ripple effect that opens minds and opens doors to give people like Miss X the resources they need, as well as a support system they can count on. Thank you everyone for joining us today. If you think you'd be a good fit for this segment or another segment of CAC, please email me at info at rklbehavioralhealth.com to tell me your story, uh, and we will be more than happy to provide the platform for your voice to be heard and your perspective to be shared. Until next time.